Crazy week, y'all. Sorry for the late start. Welcome. 90 Day to Melanated Way. I'm your host, Linda Entry. We are doing the other way. Look at you guys. Hey, guys, in the live chat. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm going to do my per usual housekeeping stuff first and then jump right into it. So, um, Olivia, Vanessa, Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Nia, Rodella, Linda, Don over at Anchor FM. Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Amanda, Julissa, Angela, and C. Cruz. Without you, these shows would not be possible. So thank you so much for um, supporting Patreon, supporting the show, wherever you guys are watching. And I'm sorry, Facebook, I was a little late. So Facebook it will not be live streaming, but you can come on over to YouTube um, and check that out. And uh, support the show. Bottom of the screen shows you where you can support the show. And if you are watching on YouTube, we do have super chat and super stickers available. So uh, there's that. Now, you guys, this episode, Proceed with Caution, is all the things. Now, I just read out all the supporters. So you guys know from um, Friday's News and Gossip how I feel and, and the things we know about Steven. And I kind of can't get past that. So watching the Steven and Alina situation, knowing what we know, it was super hard for me to like concentrate. And I'm surprised like they didn't talk about his history. Like the reason why she has all the questions is because she has all the questions because she knows her man. She knows that he's a little bit... Mm, He's a little bit mm, questionable. Do you know what I mean? And like, if I didn't know the things that, that I know and that you guys know, and we've seen the receipts, then it still would be like, well, why is she making such a big deal of stuff that's, you know, in the past? But it's a big deal because her man is, is questionable. So they moved to a bigger apartment. Steven is nervous about living together. Yeah, you're nervous, Steven, because we know how you are. We know what you do. And you're nervous about, you know, keeping it in your pants. So um, he's hoping that a bigger apartment is going to quench his thirst. I'll say it that way. Um, <laughs> so they get there. The thing that distracted me right away was that he wanted to test the couch out, but he had his outside shoes on the couch, which I just, I have African parents, y'all. There's just no way that you're doing any of that nonsense. Um, but he's, he's checking it out. He loves the couch. He's like, you know what? It's all good. Um, they're going to go for a walk in the park. He's like, I'm down. And I think I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again this week, but his little urban vocabulary is fascinating to me considering that he's supposed to be like such a I don't know I just don't picture him as like super urban and like down for the cause but the slang he uses is 100% down for the cause 
So they're going to go for a walk to the park. Uh, Elena is kind of like, she's, she's sad because she can't believe that he's not ready to get married. They've done all this. She's left her home. You know, she left her friends, her school, her family, all the things just to find out that Stephen says, you know, he's not really ready to get married yet. Well, what's the point of this whole trip? We all moved and left our families because we said we were going to get married in 90 days. So it's confusing to her. <sighs> See, Cruz, was he homeschooled? <sighs> I don't know. I'm going to find out. And I was like, keep reminding myself he's 25, full-on adult. Why can you not control yourself? Facts. You're 25, fool. You're going to be 30 in five years. What's happening right now? So um, they get to the park, and they're going to do this practice hall companionship inventory, um, which is supposed to make them more effective together. They list out their strengths and weaknesses as a couple and talk about, you know, how they can improve on that. One of the things that he says that they're strong at is sacrificing for the relationship. Um, and then one of the things that is a weakness is the girlfriend situation and how he spent a lot of time with other girlfriends. Now, he thinks that Alina is just being insecure. When we know that she's not just being insecure because we know what she, we know and we know that she knows. And I've told you that she knows because we know that she knows that her man is up to no good. So um, she's asked him about like, hey, you know what? You asked me to go on dates with other girls. I told you that I wasn't comfortable with it. Did you go on dates after I explained to you like, that I wasn't okay with it. And he's like, yes. Now, here's the thing that was interesting to me, you guys. When he said that up until a month ago from filming, he'd stopped dating or going on other dates. I was like, oh, so you guys have been talking for almost a year, like you said. You spent two weeks together in real life, and then you led her on to believe that you guys were in an exclusive relationship talking about family and future and converting to your religion and getting married and all the kids and all the things you, you guys had that full on conversation. But meanwhile, it wasn't until a month ago that you stopped dating other women. Oh, and I'm not surprised. I'm just reiterating what you said. I'm not surprised because we know that this fool was like up to no good. I just didn't know that he was up. Well, we did know last, last Friday when we talked about it, we didn't know because the receipts I showed you guys, those are recent. This is like coming from after airing. And we know that this show was, was filmed last year. So he clearly hasn't changed his ways and he doesn't care that he hasn't changed his ways. Better Day says, I will never watch his segments the same. Same, sissy, same. Like, I I cannot. I can't stop thinking about what we know because how can we not? It just makes it, you guys, it makes it like a fuller picture. I wish that they would tell everyone what we know so that they can have the same fuller picture that, that we have. 
Uh, hey, Jessica. Hey, girl. Hey, you're new. Everyone say hi to Jessica if she's still up there. I know it was a little late, but that's a new name that I don't recognize. So <clears throat> um, she had, Alina doesn't trust him. She's got trust issues with him. She's just finding out that he hasn't been exclusive. Um, she talks to Masha, calls Masha, finds out you guys, especially my Patreon subscribers, she calls Marsha, finds out that he didn't respond to her flirty text originally right away, but then he absolutely responded. He was like, hey, smiley face. Um, they say that we have the best snow in the world. It's better to come in the winter. And Alina took that as, oh, you don't know this person, but you're inviting her to America? Is that an invitation? I don't know, you guys, what do you think? Was that an invitation? Kind of sounded like a a vague inf in invitation to someone that you would send an invitation to that you don't really know, right? Because that's your first response to someone who sends you a message that you don't know. Could be. Could be an invitation, absolutely, 100%. Now, here's what got me cracking up, you guys, that I was like, oh, Lord. When she said that she can't imagine how many girls he talks to since they also met online that she doesn't know about. I almost, I almost like spit out my water. Alina, you just confirmed to us what we already know. You know that he's been like gallivanting on social media nonstop. And you just don't know how many women he's been talking to. And come to find out later that it's been more than just talking online to these women. So after she finds this out from Masha, she's not sure if she's even ready to get married because she doesn't really trust her, her boyfriend. Stevie says definitely an invitation. So she feels betrayed by Steven. Um, doesn't know like what to do about it. They decide that they're going to have another conversation. And so they're outside somewhere by the water. Steven does this weird sneeze thing, you guys. And you know how they say when you sneeze, achoo, achoo, right? We already know we're in the middle of a pandemic. He does this weird mm, face and like sneezes, mouth fell open. Oh, I remember like you guys ever in your, your school watch that video in science where they talk about your sneeze and they show you in slow motion all like the germs that come into your mouth. That's all I was seeing when I was watching him do that. So um, they're outside talking. She asked him if he's kissed any girls that he went on these dates with because she still has more questions and she just really is trying to wrap her mind around all the things that he's done. And then she's, he says, yeah, he has. He's talked to more women, he's kissed more women, and he didn't realize it was an issue because he had only met her in real life for two weeks, and he didn't really think that they were exclusive, and he didn't have the same level of commitment as her. I was like, this MF, is he literally saying that he wasn't committed to her, even though he was planning a future with her? So she's confused. I would be confused too if some fool, some fool who's 
across the world is talking about kids, talking about family, talking about switching religions, talking about getting married, talking about going to Turkey, all the things. And then yet he a asked her, hey, you know what? I want to date other women. And she has an adverse reaction to it. And he still does it anyways. Yeah, I'd be pissed. And I would think it was cheating because we had this conversation and I wasn't down with it. And you did it anyways. It's quite ridiculous. It really is quite ridiculous. And she's like so hurt because she was completely committed to him. She's like she waited for him. She feels like he was she feels like she was his backup plan. And when he says, well, no, you aren't my black backup plan because I love you more than I love them. What does that even say? So you love them too? You just love me more? Do you love me more because you're here right now? Do you love me more because you decided to hop on a plane and come to Turkey? You love me more than you love them. Get the out of here. Um, so she asked, you know, are we in a serious relationship now? Like, where do you stand? And are we ready to get married? And he says, you know, that's why we're here to find out. No, you have 90 days to get married. You should have figured that out before you made all of these plans. Hey, loving life to come to Turkey. Why would she leave her family and you leave your family for 90 days, if you were unsure you wanted to get married, wasn't the whole point like, hey, let's get married. And from there, we're going to move to Russia and be together and live happily ever after. How did that switch? Oh, I know how it switched. It switched because this was like your your backup plan. Clearly, all the stuff that you were doing out lot online, this is the one that seemed that it was panning out the most. So you went with that. And even going with that, you decided, hey, listen, I'm going to do all this. I'm going to say all the beautiful things. And like he said, his words not match his actions. He's going to do all these things. And like, wait out. Let me go to Turkey for 90 days. See if I kind of think she's cool. Still, see if I still think she's beautiful. And then, you know, maybe I'll, I'll propose to her and we'll kind of go from there. But if I don't, then I'll just be like, eh, it didn't work for me. Which, by the way, I feel is what happened, you guys. So... I'm throwing it out there. I don't think these two make it. I'm telling you right now, I don't think these two make it. So she's all upset. <clears throat> she wants him to now delete her his social media because she doesn't trust him. And then he's like, well, even Jesus had friends that were girls. And I was like, are you comparing your dirty, nasty, cheating ways to Jesus? I know that can't be true. Um, so he's like, you know what, if you want me to delete my social media, I'm willing to submit to your demand, which doesn't mean he's actually going to do it. He's just saying he's willing to submit to it, which means nothing really like that means nothing. Um, loving life. Yeah. He's a mess. Amanda said, Jesus didn't have a Russian fiance. And Vanessa says, I don't want to see this fool on single life. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. So um, they have a free day. And 
Oh, before I'm missing the biggest part. She asked him, is there anything else that I should, I should know that I don't know? And he says, no. And I was like, this is the point where, you know, that he's, he's like a manipulator and a liar because he had, this is the second time that he could have come clean when she's been open and honest with him, but he decided not to come clean. And he felt like I'm not going to come clean because she's already in a mood. And so it won't go over well. First of all, Stephen, what you're not about to do is stereotype women because you're a liar and you're a cheater. That's what you're not about to do. And no situation is, is going to make it okay. So you might as well just tell her right now, right here. But he doesn't. They have a free day and she recommends going wine tasting. Now, as a Mormon, you know, they don't, uh, from what I know, and, I, and I'm sure there's a list of things, but what I know is that they don't drink caffeine. They don't drink soda. They don't drink wine. He says on the show they don't do drugs. There's a bunch of things that they don't do uh, for their faith. So I'm surprised that he agreed to go wine tasting, but he agreed to go wine tasting, in his word, for the cultural fun, not for the drinking. Now, here's the thing. When they get there and he's asked, you know, have you done this? Steven says that he's never really done that before. So he didn't say, no, I haven't done this. Not ever. I don't drink because I'm a Mormon. He said, I've never really done that before. Now, for the trained liar, that means that you have done it. But you're not claiming it. But you've done it. Because if you've never done it, you would have said, no, I've never had to drink before. It's totally against my religion. We don't drink. But instead you said, I've never really done it. Those are liars' words. Just saying. And then this whole weird wine tasting thing that you guys have seen that I don't really need to go over. All I know is he asks if there's cheese involved. Then he's like smelling the wine. Well, if you've never had wine, like how would you know to smell it like that? He holds his pinky up when he's drinking, holds the glass by the stem. You certainly know a lot about wine drinking and wine tasting for someone who's never really done it before. Then he does this weird tongue thing and he, like, I don't know what he was doing. He tastes it first and he tastes it. He gargles with it like it's, you know, some, like he's brushing his teeth and then he's gargling with mouthwash. I don't know what was happening. And then he spits it out. And Alina even said that this was supposed to be like a romantic couple thing and now it just became something that was totally gross. Love and Life says he acts like a damn fool. He'd be so embarrassing to be with. And a Amanda keeps reminding us he's 25. 25. So he says that, you know, the wine uh, is not for swallowing. It kind of tastes like grape juice that's gone bad. Um, and then he decides that he's going to become open about his past. And tells her, I have not been 100% open with you about my past. Then he says, I'm not a virgin. I've had sex before. And 
I'm only telling you because I want you to know everything about me. <laughs> Listen, okay? I don't know how much this Alina chick can take, but I would tell you right now, if it was me, it would be 100% over at that moment. What you're not about to do is be all super weird, super awkward, say all the weird things, be like, oh, I can't stay with you. Have me travel across the country to be with you, to not be with you, and then to tell me lies. Like, no, you're not off to a good start. Like, what in any of this, any of you guys, I, I'm curious, what in any of this is attractive that says, hey, you know what? This makes sense that we should move forward and get married. One, like, what's one redeeming quality? Because <laughs> that laugh that he has, isn't going to cut it for me, at least. Oh, gosh, you guys, this is so ridiculous. Anyways, I don't think they make it. Uh, my gut instinct tells me that they don't make it. We already know from present day that he's back in America, so he obviously didn't stay in Russia. And I think we're just watching their storyline play out, but I don't think they make it. Moving on to Binyam and Ariella. This was also really uncomfortable for me to watch because I just think that there's a lot of privilege going on here and it just, it makes me uncomfortable. Anyways, they're going to a pediatrician because baby Avi, who's super adorable, has this bulge in his groin area anytime he gets upset or cries. Um, so both of the parents are worried. So they go to the pediatrician, we find out at this point that baby Avi is nine months old and the doctor basically says that he has a hernia and he needs surgery immediately. Faith says, Faith says that Stephen is Big Ed Jr. Faith, listen, sis, you're not part of our Patreon, but I'll tell you that you were dead right about that. You're dead right. If you knew what we knew, Listen, listen, Amanda said this episode was so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable, Amanda. It was really, really uncomfortable to watch all of it. So <clears throat> baby Avi needs a hernia surgery and Ari's biggest concern is the Anastasia and him being so young and also her being in Ethiopia and, you know, I think some of her concern comes from the fact that she comes from a medical family, right? So her dad's a doctor, her mom's a nurse. And, you know, I think that she grew up with a specific standard of care. I'll say that. So she's worried. They go outside and, you know, they're both like freaking out. They just found out that their baby has to have surgery and they're kind of talking through it. Binyam is scared. And Ari's like, you know what? I want to talk to my mom. And she thinks that maybe she needs to bring baby Avi to the U.S. Now, Binyam gets upset by this. He's already traumatized by his ex-girlfriend or ex-wife. And the son that he never gets to see anymore. He's already traumatized by that. Because we find out and we've already known this. Hey, Dustin. Hey. Everyone say hi to Dustin. We've already known that he has a poor history. And if you guys have been watching my show from some, for some time, we covered this story last year with his ex-wife and 
his first baby also had some medical complications and Benny had to travel on an emergency visa so he can come to the U.S. to be there for his baby surgery. Baby surgery went well, baby number one, his son number one. He thinks everything's great. He gets married to um, his first wife. And what they don't tell you in the storyline, or at least in this episode, is that he has come to the U.S. He did get married in the U.S. And then they went back. And when they went back, something happened with their situation. And she decided that she was leaving him. And she decided she was leaving him because allegedly he was cheating. So then she left. Never to come back, never to have any um, correspondence with him. And that's since then, he hasn't seen his first son. The wife, number one, is already remarried. The new husband is raising his first son. There's like a whole thing. Anyways, a whole thing. So Binyam has some concerns about American women that he's married, leaving him and going back to America. Now, here's the thing, you guys. I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. So here's the thing. Binyam obviously has a type and he has a specific agenda, whether he realizes it or not, because there's a reason that he continues to date American women, marry them, and have babies with them. There's obviously a reason. Now, if you know anything about Binyam, you know that he is a dancer. He's an MMA artist. He's a newfound rapper. He is like a gymnast. He does all the things, right? Very, very creative. However, I do think you guys should remember that in my opinion, he has an agenda because if you look at his history and the women that he has tended to try to have long-term relationships with, there's a reason, right? There's a reason why you are dating the tourists all the time when you're in a country full of beautiful women. That's only my personal opinion. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. So there's that. There's that. Now he's traumatized because he's already been through this situation with his ex-wife. Now they go to the barber shop. He's going to get a haircut. In his language, he tells his barber Not, hey, this is my new fiance, and her name is Ariella. He says, oh, no, this is another white. Those are his words. This is another white. Not the same one, he says. I'm just going to leave that there. It's clear, it's clear what he said, and it's clear what he meant. So if you don't want to, okay, we'll say this. If you don't want us to think that you have a specific stereotypical thing that you're doing, then I would think that you would say that this is my 
future wife, my fiance, however, and say her name. And what you wouldn't do is say that she is another random white and not the one that I brought here last time. That's what you wouldn't do, in my opinion. However, that's what he says. Ari, for some reason, she starts crying, says that she talked to her parents, and she has made a decision about Avi's surgery. Now, why, first of all, why wasn't Binyamin included in that conversation that you had with your parents? You know, your parents are both medical professionals. You, they're American. They're obviously going to say, come back to America because your dad's a doctor. We're going to have the in. Your mom's a nurse. We're going to have an in. And we all kind of take care of one another, right? However, if Binyam's the dad, should he not be on that same call so, so that he can, A, feel comfortable with what's going on, and B, from the medical professionals, hear what they have to say. And then because you guys are in a relationship, you guys then take that information and have a conversation as a couple and then decide together what you're going to do about your baby's future. I mean, I feel like that's what normal people would do. However, that's not what happened. She called her parents. She had a conversation with her parents and she made a decision about Avi's uh, surgery. And she says, you know, I still have insurance in the U.S., um, so I'm going to take Avi to the U.S. and I've already bought my ticket and my everyone in the hospital knows my dad. So I'm already going to have VIP treatment, all the things. Hey, why are you having this very private conversation about your family in the middle of a barbershop? Why though? Even Binyam was like, she knew that I would freak out and I don't want to embarrass myself in public. That's why she told me here. Why, like all the things. So you didn't have the conversation with your parents with him and now you bring him to a public place. You've already bought your ticket. So you've obviously made this decision on your own and you're going to do it. And you didn't include the baby daddy, your future husband in the decision for the child that you guys share. doesn't make sense. Doesn't It doesn't make sense. And because Binyam doesn't want to embarrass himself, he freaks out, but walks out and says that he needs to go and get some air. Yeah, you need to get some air because you don't know what's happening. You don't know what's happening and you have no part of it. Now he gets outside. She comes flying out after him. Then this is where it got like super weird he's on his knees begging her not to go like she's and I'm sorry you guys I don't mean any disrespect when I say this but it just reeked of privilege to me like she's some great white savior that he has to bow down to in order for her not to take away his kid now do I think that Benny has culpability in it 100% you know what you were getting into you clearly have an agenda by the type of women that you 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 go after, dare I say, you go after American women because you want the American dream, dare I say that? And your fear, dare I say, is not so much just, hey, you're gonna take my baby without my knowledge, but you're gonna take my baby to America without me. 
And therefore, not only am I losing a part of me, but I'm losing my vision of the American dream. So <clears throat> that's what I think. So she says that, you know, she's not going to leave him. She just really thinks that it's going to be better for Avi in America. And so they go back to the house. They get on a video call with her mom, Janice. And the call to me doesn't answer really any questions. So his main concern is that Ari bought a ticket, didn't tell him, and that he's had this experience before with his ex. The mom reassures that, don't worry, this is the best for baby Avi. I'll be there all the way through and supporting the two of them, which she already does, and didn't really address the whole ticket thing, which, you know, is, is messing with his abandonment issues because he's been abandoned before. Fine. They get off the five-minute phone call, and Ari wants to know, Benny, you know, did that make you feel better? Bitch, nah, it didn't make him feel better. You didn't answer any of the pertinent questions. Why, in your opinion, in their opinion, is having the surgery better in America than it is in Ethiopia? He trusts the doctors in Ethiopia. And for any, listen, don't even get me started. Just a doctor is a doctor is a doctor wherever you are in the world. It may seem that in developed countries, they have more access to technology and such. But at the end of the day, a doctor is a doctor is a doctor. And sometimes I would, listen, a doctor is a doctor is a doctor. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. So, <clears throat> he's like, you know, if you go, I would rather you not go. I'd rather you stay. And baby Avi has the surgery here. Amanda says, I would think it would be cheaper not in the U.S. Listen, Amanda, you already know that that's facts. You already know that that's facts, especially. But for her, I can see it would be cheaper because her dad's a doctor, right? So she probably has the premium of premium of premium of healthcare, but that's not the case for the average individual. So Binyam doesn't want her to go, but if she goes, he begs her to please come back. He's scared that she's not going to come back. He's scared that he's not going to see his son, all the things. And then he tells her that, you know, you're the one that's going to the U.S., so you need to tell my sisters, um, Mimi, and wish that you're going to the U.S. with my baby. So they have they plan a spa day. And I have to tell you that this whole sister situation in this season, the sisters just seem like mean girls, really seem like mean girls. Mimi and Wish seem like mean girls. Uh, Evelyn's two sisters, mean girls, like just mean girls all the way around. Like I just keep thinking like, y'all are so busy up in your brother's lives, like you and your sister's life, whatever. You're up in your, your siblings' lives. Like, be in your own life. Because some of the things that come out of Wish's mouth is shocking to me. It's shocking to me. Like, why are you being this way? You haven't given this woman one opportunity to know her. Why are you being this way? 
So <clears throat> they go for a spa day. She's late. Mimi like is already drilling her for being late and like, look, you're late. You shouldn't be late. This is Ethiopia. Woo -woo. Okay, calm down. Um, and then they go and they're doing like a traditional Ethiopian spa. So they're sitting on these small wooden steel stools and like there's smoke coming out of the stool. So they got to get all naked. They sit on the stools, they're supposed to open their legs all wide and the steam is going to steam in their vagina and smoke the vaginas out the whole nine yards. Um, they do like the butter thing in the hair, which is a thing by the way. And another thing that just made me cringe a little bit about Ari's response. Like, Ari, not everyone's an American and not everyone has American spa days like how you're used to. But guess what? That's the beauty of diversity. That's the beauty of being in different parts of the world or there are different experiences. And one doesn't have to be worse or better than the other. It can just be a different experience. But the way she came at it, like, this is not a spa that I've ever been to. This is not a spa that I'm not used to. Well, bitch, you're in Ethiopia. You're not in New Jersey. Appreciate the fact that there's a little bit of culture behind this and have that, that special experience. And if you don't like it, guess what? You don't have to go back. But what you don't have to do is talk shit about it. So she's talking shit about the butter in the hair, the coffee and the honey on the face. Which, by the way, I just I just recently <clears throat> saw a TikTok video about the coffee grains. You know, coffee grains on your skin is supposed to be a really amazing exfoliant. Just FYI. So we hear like the smoke is supposed to like tighten the uterus and the cervix. The coffee on the on the skin is actually supposed to exfoliate your skin. The butter on the hair is supposed to smooth it out. So there are all reasons for for this. And, you know, I would just think that you would think it was a different experience and a unique one at that. But she's, like, just not appreciating it because, you know, it's not like the her American spa experience. Um, So she tells the sisters that she's going to go to the U.S. for the surgery for Avi. The sisters are so upset. She explains that her dad is a doctor. She's going to be there for a month. They want to know if she's actually going to come back. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll be back in a month or so. And I will come back. And the sisters believe that she's just being vengeful. And she's like, you know, if you hate us, just say you hate us. Uh, but just let us see baby Avi. You know, because you brought your ex here, Leandro, and we didn't like it. And we got mad at you. Now you're mad at us. Um, and that's where you're taking the baby away. And Ari's like, no, it's not like that. I'll be back. You'll see. And all the things, all the things, all the things. Uh, Crystal says, yep, I use coffee as a body scrub. I'm telling you guys, it's it's like a big exfoliant. And loving life, all I'll say to you is look up butter and just look up what it does for your hair. Like, Google that shit and see. You might not say ooh after that. Um, Kenny and Armando. Now, I said this last time, and I'm going to say it at the top because this also hurt my heart as well. Because I really do believe that Kenny and Armando's situation is just such a beautiful experience. So it hurts my heart when I can see just the negativity underneath. 
And I have to tell you, Virginia is their biggest hater. Virginia is their biggest hater. The mom is the biggest, bigger than the dad, because I really believe that the dad has come to terms with it, and he just moves at a slower pace, but he still loves his son unconditionally, and he wants to be there to the best of his ability, but it's the mom that has not accepted them, and it hurts my heart every time I see her, and she makes it about herself and how she is so upset about it, how she cries about it, she's not used to it, and it's so hard for her. Well, you know what? I'm sorry, Virginia. At this point, you're going to need to suck it up and love your son unconditionally. So uh, it opens with Kenny and Armando having a conversation about Armando's conversation with his dad. First conver serious conversation that he's had in his entire life with his dad. And, you know, at the end of the day, all he wants to do is feel supported. He wants to feel loved. He wants to be encouraged. And he feels like he got a little bit of that from that conversation. And I absolutely agree with that. Now, he did say that the only part that there was hesitation with his dad was when he said that they were engaged and they were having a wedding. Now, we talked about it last week, and I stick by it as well, that it's going to take his dad some time. But guess what? He's going to come around. It just takes some time. He is a slow processor. And there are people that are like that, that, Immediately, they're like, oh, this is a lot. But then once they've had the time to process it, then they can make a, a decision. I'm a little bit like that. I'm going to tell you what happened today. I need a new phone. And I don't like contracts. I don't want to do all the things. So I'm trying to do my research. Plus, phones are super expensive nowadays. I just, I don't get it. So I'm trying to do my research and I'm talking to this woman and she's telling me you can do this and you can trade in your phone. It's going to be this and this and this, and you can pay X amount of dollars for 30 months and you'll pay off your phone. I was like 30 months. I'm doing the calc. I was like, you know what? I'm going to need to, to sit on this information so that I can make an informed decision. Now it's a totally different thing, but I get the whole, like, let me just digest everything that you said. And then I'll, I can move forward. Same type of idea. So for some reason, uh, Kenny's not really impressed with the fact that Armando's dad isn't committing to the wedding yet. So he's like, you know, what's it going to take for his dad to be on board 100% and accept us fully? Like, what is it going to take? Which I understand what he's saying, but I also understand that we're... Kenny's dad is. He's like, I'm getting there and I will get there. And in the meantime, I love you. You're my son. You're a part of me and all the things, right? So he just heard about the wedding. You just came out. And so in time, he's going to get there. And I, I believe that he will be at that wedding. Um, so the girls go shopping for the wedding. They're going to get looking for fabric to to make the flower girl outfit for Hannah. And apparently you're looking for like tan or lace. All they know, they want it to be looking like a princess dress. And in the meantime, Cassidy's having some time to speak with Deborah and Virginia and kind of get to know them and allow them to get to know her outside of, you know, Kenny and Armando. So she starts talking to... Um, Virginia and Deborah, the sister and the mom, and she kind of starts crying because this whole situation is 
kind of beautiful for her, right? She's having a moment with them and she just can't understand why she's not used to people not accepting their family. And then Virginia, Armando's mom starts crying, saying it was very hard for her to accept, very, very hard for her to accept because he had a wife. So it's so hard to see him with a man. And, you know, she's just watching her in this moment. You know that she has been the issue the whole time because dad's not still crying. Dad is embracing and loving on his son. Mom is still saying how, you know, the world's looking at this a different way. It's hard to accept. The woman hasn't accepted it. And it breaks my heart because she's the one that smiles in the face. She's the one that's supposed to be the closest to Armando, but she's the biggest hater of the situation. And also making the situation about her and how she feels rather than about her son and loving her son unconditionally. Now I get it. It's a whole different culture. Don't come for me. I get it. I'm from an African family. Same type of culture, same type of old traditional values, all the things. I'm just saying in this situation, the mom is surprising to me because over the last few episodes, I've come to realize that the mom has been the biggest hater of the relationship. And what has been shocking to me is to not know that and have her be smiling and being Kenny and Armando's unspoken cheerleader, but really she's not. She's been hating the whole time. And knowing that Armando channels everything through her, he's now isolated, not only from his dad, but from his mom, because he thinks his mom is is on his team and really she's not. And it took him going to his dad to realize that, guess what? Dad is more accepting than mom. Unbelievable to me. Anyways, Virginia's crying. It's been very hard for her to accept. Cassie just wants to remind her that, you know what? Kenny really loves Armando. Kenny raised us. He raised four kids. We've turned out okay. So, you know, I know you have concerns, but you should look at how they raised us and know that Hannah is going to be loved unconditionally too. Um, They get to the house and it's time to say goodbye. They're on the outside porch and they're kind of trying to make a deal about the dad being inside, whether he's not going to come out or not and say goodbye. I knew he was going to come out because he's already had that conversation with the dad and he might not be the talker of all talkers of all talkers, but you know that when he does talk, he means what he says. So I knew he was going to come out. And not only did he come outside, y'all, he came outside, he hugged everybody, which I didn't see mama doing, and he had a gift for Cassidy. And that gift and hug and accepting her, and he even hugged all the things, it brought a tear to my eye. Because you know that that man really sat with it and is really accepting the situation. It might not be his first choice, but he's accepting it because he honestly loves his son and he honestly loves his grandkid. And so knowing that he did a good job with them and knowing that he has unconditional love for them, he's going to love who they love. And it just, it melted my heart, you guys. It was so, it was such a special moment to me. 
it was such a special moment. Um, hey, Dopey Dope. Um, so the necklace and the hug between the dad and Cassidy was probably the moment of the episode, at least for me it was. Moving on to Ellie and Victor. Also knowing what we know about Ellie and Victor, this whole thing just, besides like bringing awareness to a terrible tragedy in Provencia, I just think like, I think that Ellie, I don't know if we're so trained for all the drama, but I just don't think that Ellie should, I don't think Ellie's like 90 day drama. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like she's just like this, like, lovely older lady that should just live her lovely older, like, lady life. I, I can't explain what I'm saying, but the drama here is just, it's, it's weird to me. Like, what, what's your storyline? Because he already cheated on you. He already has, like, some domestic violence situation here. We know that you were not ever going to really move there. You didn't sell your house and you gave... You gave the business to your partner, but we already know from spoilers that you're already back in Seattle. So like, this was just like a, I don't know what it was. Anyways, they go out for food. They want to talk about their future. He's super happy that she's there with him. He's really determined to make things work. And um, he just feels like they're just going to have to work hard and, start over and build from from the ground up now in my opinion the vibe i was getting and i could be wrong but the vibe that i was getting was that you're happy that this woman who's already been sending you a bunch of money you've already lied to and cheated on is here and she's going to be here to be the bank to rebuild your house and this bar that you guys keep talking about, that's why you're you're so happy because you can't believe that this woman from the West has flown over to your country that has just gone through a natural disaster and not a lot of people have a lot of things right now, but you think that she's gonna be able to provide the things that you need. That's the vibe I got. Now I could be wrong. But that's the vibe I got. So, Ellie's having a hard time with it. It's the worst thing that she's ever witnessed before. It's hard for her to digest. You know, she thought she was just going to get married, move to Provencia, build a bar, and have this seaside bar and live out her life. Um, And, you know, that's all she thought. She didn't think it was going to be all the extra stuff and it not having anything, no you know, running water, no electricity, all the things. And Victor's like, you know, we just have to rebuild. And he's like, my life is here in Provencia. I can't drop everything and just leave it. I'm not going to leave it. This is my life here. And, you know, of course he wants to rebuild because it is his life there. But my question is, what do you rebuild with? What money would you be rebuilding with if Ellie wasn't there? What would you? What would your plan be? Because I feel like El, the plan is, oh, Ellie's here. Ellie's the one that's been sending me money. 
So she's going to finance and we just have to stick it out and rebuild from scratch. Okay. Okay, Victor. What I did love about Ellie so far was her effort in speaking Spanish. And she goes out to like a little local cafe, orders a beer um, in Spanish. And she calls her her best friend, Hiromi. Misses her friend, misses her life. It's not really what she signed up for. And so they're having a FaceTime. She tells Hiromi about like, you know, rebuilding what Victor wants to do and whether she really wants to, to do these things. It's a little bit hard for her. And her best friend says, well, all best friends says, well, what about the cheating, the infidelity? Have you guys talked about that? And the domestic abuse stuff. Have you guys talked about that? So you guys should probably talk about that stuff before you talk about rebuilding and a future there. Like you guys need to definitely talk about the elephant in the room before you do anything else. But I miss you, bestie. Keep us posted. That is what best friends are supposed to do. They are supposed to tell you how it is so that you really get out of your la-la land and have some reality. I loved that about her. I really did. I really did. So that was Ellie and Victor. Uh, if you watch our Friday News and Gossip, I already spilled the tea on there. So you already know what's happening with those two. <clears throat> and then last and certainly least, in my opinion, is the whole Jenny and Submit story. Now... <laughs> I want you guys to think about my theory. So if you guys don't follow my social media or you guys aren't part of my Patreon, I had a theory about Jenny and Submit and that theory went viral and which means to me that it was correct because Jenny and Submit went on Entertainment Tonight to debunk the theory and I feel like people only debunk theories if they want you to believe the theory is not true. If something's just not true, you're just going to no- ignore it and, and keep it pushing. So that's how I feel. So Samin and Jenny are having some problems. They're engaged. The family doesn't accept it. They've been together for, what, 10 years? And I don't get why. I don't get why. Oh, no. I did the wrong thing right here. Oh, well. Sorry, guys. So, they're having, Jenny and Samantha are having a conversation about their future. The family doesn't support them, blah, blah, blah. The family's never supported them. They talk about the mom and how the mom's upset. We find out something that was really sad. We find out 
that the mom lost a child uh, at eight months to jaundice and that the mom has been trying to make up for that, for a lack of a better term, ever since. And so when Samit got married to his ex, the mom really loved her and looked at her as a daughter and blamed Samit for breaking up that relationship. So Jenny says, you know, the mom needs help and Samit recommends that they all go to family counseling. We're finding out that the family, his mom and dad are going to move in with them, which I think is just ridiculous at this point. Um, but that's what's going to happen. And that's all I have to say about them because their storyline is the same storyline that we've seen for the last five years. Like they're, the parents don't want them to be together. They want to be together. So they say, but Smith says he wants to marry Jenny, but he doesn't really want to marry Jenny. And that's the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And now all it's going to be is the parents moving in. So there's more drama in real time. That's it. And the shirt, by the way, you guys, the, Hey, you don't give up. Okay. T-shirt. Whose idea was that to wear that? Cause that was so ridiculous to me. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for watching wherever you are. Make sure you hit that thumbs up and I'll see you guys all on Thursday. So no show tomorrow, but on Thursday, we're doing life after lockup. Bye for now.